Hello. Hi. Welcome to whatever number episode this is of Lord of Old Waffle from Sweet F Sweet FA Brackets Films and Alcohol. <laughs> I'm Mike. Katie. And today we have some reviews and some news for you, and we're switching up the format a little bit. Kate oh, doesn't know that we're switching up the format a little bit. She's looking at me with a little bit of terror. Pure raised eyebrows. So normally we just kind of take it in goals and turns to pick what we talk about. Today, Katie has got to be asked a quiz question, and if she gets it right, she gets to pick first. If she gets it wrong, I get to pick first. I'm so excited. Stakes have never been higher here Christ. on this podcast. Um, so with it. This week, we will be talking about uh, the box office results from this week, including a film bombing and a film crossing 550 million worldwide. Wow. Uh, a potential Deadpool Christmas movie that was written by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the Babylon reviews and how they are the most mixed bag with some people finding the film to be like weirdly offensive and some people loving it. Ooh. Um, Indiana Jones 5 news, which Katie probably won't care less about. But And that's it. That's all the news. And then we'll also review Spirited, The Menu, and we're very late with this one, but Smile. Mm-hmm. You ready for your quiz question? I'm so excited. You're excited about your quiz question? I'm gassed. So... We, th those three films we're reviewing, we actually watched within the last two days. Yep. So your quiz question is nice and easy for the first week of doing Katie's quiz question. Dun -dun 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 -dun. It's a quiz music. Um, <laughs> just name me five characters from any of the three films that are in this week. You can pick from different things. I don't think you'll get more than three. Oh, God. We literally watched the menu four hours ago. Okay. I'll try the menu. No, you can, they can be from across the board as well. Oh, from all the films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. So the chef was called Julian. Mm-hmm. She was called Margot slash Erin. Okay. Her fellow was called Tyler. Okay. Um, they were the three I thought you'd get. Yeah. I don't remember anyone else's name from that film. None from the menu? No. So okay. we'll go into Spirit. He was into called... Spirit. Ryan was called Clint. Okay, let me double check. Let me load that up. I think you're right, but... And Will Ferrell was obviously... Ebenezer Scrooge. I don't know that was his character name. It's not his. It's not his character name. Stop! Really? No, he's credited as an IMDb, so I cannot allow you that. Oh, good luck. Do you have anything from Smile? Uh, yeah, she was called Rose, the main girl. Ooh, are we sure? Certain. You want? My sister was called Holly. You want to go with Rose and Holly? Boom, boom, boom. You are of course. And she was married to A Train. Correct. I'm not accepting A-Train, because the character's <laughs> name was not A-Train, but yeah, you're right, you got six. You get to pick what we talk about first. What would you like to talk about first? You need me to remind you of the news, don't you? <laughs> no, well, well, let's talk about Smile, because we're very old. We're very um, late. Old. Yeah, smile. we're very late to that. Okay, so... Um, let's skip the synopsis and stuff. Everyone will see it by now. Let's just very go... brief sentence. Therapist, patient, kills herself in front of her, does a weird smile beforehand. Yep. Woman starts seeing people smiling around her. You should have seen this film by now, really. We're so late. I mean, we're telling you you should have seen it by now. We've literally only just watched it, so it's quite hypocritical. Very hypocritical. Apologies. Um, However, I don't Do you want to kick us off with your thoughts? Do you want to do spot? Do you want to go no spoilers at all? Or do you want to go straight into spoilers? No, we'll spoil it. So, so from... I I found this a bit scary. It was a it's bit... creepy throughout yeah, it's the tone creepy, of it, like... and it, it makes you feel really on edge. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't... I don't know. I, I wasn't, like, proper scared, like... You did scream but, loudly yeah. at one point. I did scream at one point because the jump scare got me. I, I, um... I wasn't scared at all. <laughs> no, do you know what I'm I mean? like when Ross you... Kemp when he goes to less he goes to water and places. Oh, I'm like Ross Kemp. Nothing's happened <laughs> to me. Oh, rude. Right. But you know when you watch like a horror like that, I'm expecting bad jump scares. So I'm kind of half watching it in a yeah, sarcastic way. Yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. So I like that it, it actually got me. And there were two or three scared. very good jump scares in this. And, and the by the way, if creepy. you can hear... Thudding, our little dog, Pip, has decided that right now is the moment hours. she wants to play. Um, so she I can only apologise. She shit out on the leg as well. <laughs> um, go on, finish your point. That was my point. I like that it actually, it got me. Okay, I was, yeah, I agree I'm with not, that. I wasn't cynical about it, but I hadn't heard any spoilers. I just heard it was kind of a typical horror in the sense of it's good and then the ending lets it down. Yeah, well, let's, let's, scares, it's... let's talk about the ending and then kind of work our way back. So... Basically, there's this entity that doesn't have a name, which is weird for a for a horror film. Yep, an evil presence. It can it may it it finds people with trauma who have experienced a trauma, trauma in their yeah. life. Yeah, and it makes them kill themselves in front of, or kill themselves in front of someone else to pass it on. It has to be a sole witness, and yep. the only way to get out of it, as we find out later, is to kill someone. 
Because then you would pass Again, it on in front of someone and then you pass it on, but you survived. Um, and so... As a premise, I'm not... Yeah, no, like, as a premise, similar Fine. to Vecna, I thought. Vecna, yeah, Vecna bit, yeah. was going through... Oh, it always targets people with yeah. past trauma. So, Rose... And then it's because they had the past trauma, which I thought was quite clever, Um, when they start telling people, I'm like, seeing things, so that they yeah, just exactly, automatically yeah. throw like the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as you, no as one you believes would, them, like, yeah. But because especially that was emphasised through the past trauma that they would fit that bill sort of. Yeah. So the, these people being like boxed off quite a lot and therefore being ignored no one's really yeah. seriously. Where this film is weird compared to normal horror films is when they start to uncover the pattern because she has an ex-boyfriend who's a policeman so he can help her mm-hmm. uncover it and his name was Joel. I'm sad you didn't get Joel. I would never you have let, got that. You let Joel down. Sorry, Joel. Joel was a, Joel was a nice guy. He's a good guy. Anyway. Um, oh, husband was Trevor. Boom. Nine, eight Trevor, eight Trevor train. Um, yeah, so she starts uncovering it and she visits people like the, the wife of a man who killed himself and the man who killed someone else to pass it on. So he's in jail. Mm-hmm. And neither of them, the only fix is to kill someone else instead of yourself, which is bizarre for a horror film straight away. Like there should be a way of winning. Yeah. There should be, you should have something to root for and hope for. Yeah. And there's nothing. Very bleak. So Rose basically decides that she can't kill someone. Yeah, though she does massively contemplate it, basically. So she drives to the, her old this old house that she used to live in with her mum, abandoned house. And while she's there, she confronts her past trauma, which is uh, her mum overdosed in front of her. And we're led to believe throughout the film that she just kind of walked in as her mum died. But what actually happened was she walked in earlier when her mum asked her for help and she didn't ring the police or get an ambulance or anything. She chose to let her die because she was scared of her because yeah. her mother was like an alcoholic and... She was like yeah. 10. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she confronts a trauma and she says that she's not going to let it control her anymore. And yeah. then the demon turns into a big monster and it gets her. And it's like, you can't escape your mind. And she says, yeah, but neither can you. And she wins the fight. And it's a bit generic and on the nose, but you're like, okay. Yeah, she's, yeah, and she burns she's the accepted her trauma and that's that's fine. And then it basically turns out that she ha- she hasn't beaten it. She was still trapped and it gets her. And she does end up killing herself. She sets herself on fire and she passes it on to the policeman, which is just the weirdest message to end a film with ever. Like, basically trying to suggest that you can't escape past trauma. It's not even weird. It will always consume you. Awful. It is an absolutely awful ending. It's a horrendous message. And I can't believe this ending got through, like, a writer's room. I am baffled by it. Absolutely awful. What an awful thing to put out in the world. What I will say in terms of the writing and stuff, uh, I think it's it's written by... I'm written and directed by Parker Finn. I think this is either his first or a very early project in his career. The whole and film is really good. Yeah, it's, well, the dialogue is... You oh, pointed this the out to me. There was, was, there was an argument point. scene where you were like, this dialogue's awful, and then I couldn't stop noticing it. Yeah. But I think direction, uh, in terms of direction, he did really well. It was fine. It's, it's it was creepy just, throughout. It, it was it's a fine horror film. But that but message that, it, is crazy. Yeah, it's the message. It's It was appalling. And and it kind of also you leads can, you to believe oh. it's just going to carry on and on and on and on. All these yeah. people are just going to keep killing themselves and there's no way of stopping it. It had a, like, a bit of an it follows element. It was like, done yeah. badly. Yeah, but it, it follows. There's no way of stopping it, is it? But there's ways of postponing it. Mm. But it follows as a metaphor for like, sexually transmitted diseases not mm. just past trauma yeah something you have no control it just and a lot of people experience yeah just an odd it was an awful awful message and i can't get past that um positives excellent cat name mustache i don't think we've ever had a better cat i don't know if we ever f- covered a film with a good cat name i'm gonna a make it that could be so segment. far it holds the title of best animal name best in pet anything name. Watched. yeah totally agree. But i would go as far as say animal Animal, mustache yeah. is a great cat name, and mustache was, I was taken just from say, us I liked far the too donkey soon. And, um... Oh, Jenny. Jenny. Jen, Jenny's not a be- Jenny was a better animal, but not a better name. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, that scene with the cat was awful. Yeah. So, this the the kind of the creepiness of it is good. It doesn't make a a whole lot of sense what the the thing can do, the entities can do, because mm. it can it it makes her hallucinate things. So you kind of assume that everything that she sees isn't really there. Yeah. But then something actually did kill the cat. So, yeah. like, can it actually, could it kill other people? Could it kill her? Like, I know it makes her kill herself. But That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. It, it didn't explain the rules of it very well. Because she didn't hallucinate killing the cat, did she? So no. it wasn't like she did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I never thought of that. And, and also wraps the cat. Like, yeah. baffling. And then... I, I thought the cat scene, especially, 
she was going to be hallucinating that it wasn't the cat. I think that would have made more sense. Yeah. And it was actually the train, but then obviously she saw the girl smiling at her. But yeah. yeah, it didn't make sense. I didn't I didn't like that it was the cat. Just And there's also... I, I mean, it's a horror film, it's fine. There's a few pointless characters in it. Like, we t- mentioned A-Train is her fiancé. Yeah, uh, she should have just been with the copper. Yeah, and and he's he's in it for the, maybe the first 50... For the first hour or so. I wonder if he had a bigger role and it kind of got cut down. It seems that way, because they have a weird kind of relationship where neither of them are that interested in each other. Yeah. But they're kind of a team. And then she's killed the cat at this point, and she's like, by the way, I, I think a spirit's chasing me. And he reacts fairly reasonably under the circumstances if she's, if someone you know has just killed your cat and he reaches yeah. out to her therapist to try and get he just, help he gives, he it's not like his, per- his performance or anything that character just gives the film nothing and then he just disappears after that he's gone yeah, he, he doesn't come back again. in once yeah, why did we spend the time getting to know him fiance yeah, yeah. Was, that was a way and then the time. policeman just takes over the boyfriend and just, leave, just have the policeman and have her be single at the start yeah, it could have been an ex-boyfriend or she could have been with the policeman having a rocky relationship. Yeah, whatever. But just, even so, like, it wasn't necessary. You know, really. it wasn't at all. It's um, And again, the performances are good throughout. Yeah, the actress The, the lay lead actress, who I'd never seen in anything else before and whose name I'm going to Google, yeah, I think really she good. was really good. And I also liked Cal Penn, who you probably won't have recognised. You know the doctor, her boss? Oh, yeah. From, like, Harold and Kumar and stuff. Oh, no, I don't know. Well, he's just basically known for comedy, so it was quite nice seeing him in a, yeah, he a was serious good. I think role. It, I, thought, I thought it was like a good horror, like kind, not like it's pure usually, generic. It's one of the better ones of the year. Yeah, it's not yeah, like I enjoyed acting. watching it, but I found I genuinely found the ending like really offensive. It's it stuck with me. It's really bizarre. Oh shit! Apparently, she was in Thirteen Reasons Why, the main woman. Well, sure. Is it? Um, Sky Miller in it. Anyway, her name is uh, Saucy Bacon, which is a cool name. Yeah, she was fab. too. God, she's she's only three years older. She's only five years older than me. Wow, she's only 30. Wow. Fair play. Looks older than that. Um, right, anyway, reviews and recommendations. What are you going for? I just, before, I just... Let's Does just it talk. be Halloween ends? Sure. Let's just talk the about one more Kate's thing. favourite film of the year. What did you think of the entity in its, like, physical form at the end? I couldn't decide if that was everyone's physical form of it or if it was just hers because it was kind of a mum, wasn't it? Yeah, it kind of grew from a mum. Yeah, it? it was kind of a funny. A bit freaky, a bit funnier. Yeah. The, the closer it got to her, the funnier it got. Yeah. It was scarier from a distance. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then when it just ate her. I thought it was just going to be like literally a smile. Yeah. I don't know how that would work, but I just I pictured something scarier in my head. Oh, Pip, you can't have popcorn. It's not for you. It's for humans. It's for humans. Yeah, sorry, darling. Just growling at the rating and recommendations. Um, I think the rating's tough because, like I said, it was a, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. Just and as I watched the ending, I didn't really think, "Oh my god, this is awful." Well, I did. It was a bad ending. But the more I thought about it afterwards, I thought that I just think that's shouldn't that message shouldn't be put out in the world. It stuck with me as well. And I, I don't know. I don't. Wait, I feel it. like it shouldn't be that deep. But then also, it really should be that deep because you can't. I don't feel like a film should put that message out in the world. No, I don't. It's very, very bizarre. And I'm not saying like the world needs to be rainbows and smiles. It's not, no, you could, you could have, you could have still ended it. You still could have maybe had her. You could have had a dark die, ending. Or yeah, have a dark ending. Just I can't, not I with something thought that she suggests would that kill it's herself inevitable. before the thing got her. Which I, don't, I wouldn't have liked that either. On. But yeah. then she wouldn't have passed it on. She we could have had that scene with a mum where she accepted her traumas and whatever. I yeah. don't know. Like, I couldn't write a better film, not saying that. Either. No, no, no. Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, I think it's, it's quite it's... jarring. I don't know. It is. It is jarring, it's, definitely. It's, it's not it's a good me. chunk off my review. Yeah. So, so um, you go first. Does it beat Halloween Ends is 10 out of 10 for you. Kate's favourite film of all time. I don't want to talk about that again. She's actually wearing a Halloween Ends dressing gown. <laughs> it's just a picture of the guy that's not Michael Myers, but kind of is Michael Myers. Corey. Corey. Yeah, see, she would know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Can you go first? Well, it's a six for me, I think. I think it probably would have been a seven. I think it's not a full chunk off it. Full point. Full point. Yeah. Point deduction, like when a boxer head puts someone. I was teetering somewhere between a f- four, I think it's too low, so yeah. Four was very harsh. Yeah, you four. Halloween ends harsh. a ten? I didn't. <laughs> Gen- I genuinely didn't. I think I'd give it a 5.5. It probably would have been six point five. Halloween ends. I think I can't say it probably would have been six point five because we didn't see an alternative ending. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, would you recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. Yes and no. I'd recommend the... it with the warning of, but, but the ending's terrible. Yeah. Kind of in the same way I recommend Game of Thrones. For wholly different reasons. Both both bad endings, but only one is jarringly offensive and a terrible message. Yeah. Anyway, my turn to pick now. So, I would like to talk about the Deadpool 3, well, the potential Deadpool script. So, Ryan Reynolds, he was doing an interview for Spirited, which we'll talk about later. And, uh, and again, a quick plug, uh, our next commentary will be for Deadpool. Ooh. So, it all ties together. Synergy. Anyway. <laughs> He revealed that he himself Sorry, had written a Deadpool Christmas script and it was, he said, lost in the shuffle of the Disney-Fox merger because obviously uh. it used to be Fox and now it's Disney. He said that he still kind of hopes maybe one day it will happen. First of all, would you like to see a Deadpool Christmas film? It is water wet, Mike. <laughs> I but thought I you'd be quite excited about it. That would be sick. I mean, Reynolds was a co-writer on the second one as well, so it's... Yeah, and he knows the character better than anyone else, doesn't he? Technically plays it in every single film he does now. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to see it. Yeah, I think they did. They not do when Deadpool two came out. Did they not re-release it at Christmas time as like a PG with extra footage? I was just gonna say, I'm why sure am I thinking Deadpool's kind of a Christmas film? I'm anyway. sure I mean, they it's did not that. It's like a diehard. Situation. And maybe that was like to test the waters of like, will people uh... go and watch one of these at Christmas? But, I mean, the first one came out Deadpool's on Valentine's really popular, Day. popular, though, as well. I absolutely smashed it. Did it come out on Valentine's Day? Yeah, it came out on Valentine's Day, Day and they marketed it as, like, a rom-com, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Huh. It was, so, I think oh, something I like that would work. And, I mean, there's been superhero things that have been, like, not Christmas-themed, but Christmas-adjacent. Like, Iron Man 3 has nothing to do with Christmas, but it's set during Christmas. And Hawkeye as well. Hawkeye had a bit more to do with Christmas because he wanted to get home for Christmas. Yeah, I'd true. say Hawkeye's the Christmasiest superhero thing yet. Before Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, we'll be reviewing that next week. Can't wait for that. Yeah, Katie's very excited just to see Big Hench Group. Oh, what a king. <laughs> but yeah, of course, I'd be absolutely buzzing to see. I would. And you know, because he can make the jokes as well. He could make a joke about, yeah, we've just made this a Christmas film for, you know, to get extra bums in seats or whatever. Yeah. I yeah, think I think it, it'd suit the, the humour. I think it? it would really suit a fourth wall breaking character to kind of point out the fact that this is only really set at Christmas to. To appeal to more people, you know, there's not a lot out of Christmas. Yeah, it'd be a good way for Marvel to. I think so. Do I'd, that. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see if the, what they do with Deadpool in the next one will probably suggest how it's going to go in the future for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like whether they're actually ever going to integrate him into the Avengers or not. Because I don't really know how you would. Yeah. If you can break the fourth wall. Same with She-Hulk, I suppose. I don't really know how they. I mean, She-Hulk literally changed the ending, so I don't know how she would ever be in an Avengers film. But they can't, can they? They. They just can't. They can't be part of that universe. But then Deadpool's such a popular character. You don't. Not unless they kind of do Deadpool from a different universe. It's not Mel. But I feel that's the whole. That's a big part of the character. So they couldn't do that. Maybe they could do that with She-Hulk. But I don't. I don't think you could. It is tricky. There's no way you could integrate that into the whole whole plot hole. Would just be why can't she jump out of the Disney screen again and. But for the, the hot, for all those Marvel films in the MCU, yeah. it's just there's, there's, oh, I'd be very impressed if we could totally, do that to yeah, make it work. I think so. That'd be really impressive. So if they do keep, I would Dead- love to see Deadpool in it. Yeah, and but if they do keep him separate, I think something like this could definitely happen. Yeah. Maybe I think it probably has a better chance of happening if they are kept separate. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to yeah, see. Yeah, I would one hundred percent love to see it as well. And now we are back to your pick. Well, let's go into Spirited. You want to go in straight into Spirited? <laughs> Audience, would you like to watch Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds sing? What song? Will Ferrell can sing quite well. Ryan Reynolds can't really. Will Ferrell can't really dance. Ryan Reynolds can. It's a real mixed bag. Um, <laughs> would you like to watch that for two hours? Neither did we really, but we watched it anyway. It's <laughs> long. It is long. It's so unnecessarily long. There is absolutely no reason for a Christmas musical to be two hours long. No. It is, it's painfully long. The start, it's the first half an hour could be condensed to 10 minutes. Yeah. I think there's four musical numbers in the first half an hour and then maybe five throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, I will say I was very cynical putting this on. Oh, yeah, same. We actually tweeted about how, we, how low our expectations were, yeah. But I think what once you get past the first 10 minutes, it's not that bad. I agree. But the first 10 minutes are quite hard to The first 10 minutes to watch. is difficult. <laughs> it has a random uh, Rose Byrne cameo. 
who's literally in it mm. for f- one minute, genuinely yeah, one minute. minute of screen. Seconds. She must have just been like done with physical for the day, and they were like, oh, "Do you fancy coming onto this studio quick?" <laughs> so, all right, we'll just give you a Karen haircut. It'll be fine. Don't even worry about it. Um, she probably, so, probably took a longer to get her haircut than it did. To- spoiler-free so, uh, synopsis: Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas Present, and they were based as a on team. Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's like a spin on it. So they work as a team. There's a ghost Christmas uh, past, ghost Christmas future. People in the research department, like the head, and they pick one person a year. They plan all year, and then on Christmas, they go and they try and change the life. Yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell's been doing it for too long. He's like 46 seasons past retirement, and retirement for them is you can go back into the real world and live again. So yeah. he doesn't want to retire because he's scared of going back to the real world. Uh, he wants to make as big a difference as possible because the the basically the worse a person you change, the more ripples there are of like good ripples in the world. Yeah. So more people benefit because of it. So Ryan Reynolds is classed as unredeemable, but Wilfred wants to try and change him anyway to prove that he can. Yeah. Um Great what's synopsis. your spoiler free thoughts beyond it being very, 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 very long? Um, it's silly. It's light hearted. <sighs> I'll go that out. Okay. What about you? I think there's a lot of there's there's quite a surprising amount of good stuff in it. There's a lot of good jokes. Like I actually laughed out loud quite a lot. There are the songs get a lot better as it goes along. Um Octavia Spencer is really good in it. Will Ferrell's good in it. Uh Reynolds is just well Ryan Reynolds is good again. He's just kind of doing the same Ryan Reynolds thing, except he does have some heartfelt moments. Um, oh, I thought Katie'd let the dog out and come straight back in, but she's she's faffing in the kitchen. She's really pushing me to stretch without having someone to bounce off. Um, I'm so sorry, audience. This is just awful, awful podcasting. I don't know where she's gone. Katie? Yeah. Why didn't you come straight back? Unbelievable. I'm so sorry, audience. Sorry, audience. Katie's she just wants me to fucking freeze my ass off. Let the dog Katie's out and leave the back door professionalism. open. Um, like we don't live up north. <laughs> Oh, we can leave our back fucking door unlocked. <laughs> you leave the back door unlocked all the time. Oh, it's not stylish, darling. Right. Anyway, what I was going to say is, uh, and again, this is spoiler free. I think my main problem with it is it doesn't feel like it fully knows what it wants to be. Yeah. It doesn't fully embrace a musical. Like I said, as that goes along, the songs become pretty scarce. It doesn't fully embrace a comedy. And it there's like there's quite touching moments kind of scattered sporadically throughout. It's a very strange film. And if they'd kind of focused on maybe just two of those things, mm. it might have worked better, but it feels like they're kind of just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. No, do you not think they kind of marketed it as a musical? So it's like, oh, that's different. I bet that's funny. But really, it wasn't a musical. They just shoved about five songs in in the first 20 minutes and then they didn't really sing again. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd say it was a musical because... Well, it, it, no, it was. It's, but you it's know got as I mean? many songs and it's like The Greatest Showman or anything. Yeah, but it's... Oh, I don't and, know. And I feel the, like it's the, a bit of a... like the actual choreography and everything was really impressive. Yeah, There's one was. in Victorian England. Um, I kept thinking they throw a fuckload of money there. Oh, not Victorian London. Uh, England, it'll be Victorian... Anyway, in the olden days, in America, yeah. that's really good. Um, we'll jump in spoilers because there's a, there's a twist that makes the film. Basically, Will Ferrell is so keen to redeem Ryan Reynolds because he himself was an unredeemable... Because he himself was Ebenezer Scrooge. I kind of spoiled that at the start. Did you? Yeah, because you said... Well, oh, yeah, characters. at the start of the podcast, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> people, people, people know what to expect if they're listening to us. Hello, Belgium. Um, <laughs> Love you. It's, I liked that twist a lot. Yeah, I did. And I liked... I think I was more invested in Will Ferrell's character than I was in Ryan Reynolds's. Yeah. I wanted him to become human and get with um, Kimberly. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Well, who's played by Tavi Spencer, as I said, is great in it. Yeah, great really voice. good. Yeah. Really good. Really wholesome. Like the last thing I saw her in was Ma, where she was cutting off Luke Evans' penis. Amazing. So it's a real nice, real nice positive change to just see her in a in a heartwarming role. Um, it's nice to see her get with Will Ferrell as well. It is, and and then and so that's one of the touching storylines. And there's another one with Ryan Reynolds and his sister, who has passed away before, and she was kind of the only person that could get niceness out of him. Nice and she, sense. when she was dying, asks him to raise her daughter, and he basically says no. Yeah. And puts it on the younger brother. He's, yeah. he's a real, a real dick. He's a dick. He's not a nice bloke. He's a terrible job. He does terrible stuff. Yeah, his whole job is 
creating social media conflicts basically he plays things off each other and yeah. gets influencers to fight off each other to create scandals yeah basically yeah just i found i just thought it was a really strange film like i couldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't have turned it off i would definitely recommend it because i thought it was just it very weird. got us both in the christmas spirit it did get me to be fair spirit. to it, it's very Christmassy. i just oh i don't even i can't even put my finger on it it was just strange it's missing it was it, so i think it's fucking the, long it's and i feel like i'm all about it all the time but why what is the, the need of being two hours make it no there is no there is no need they could have caught the they could they could have been an hour special there was no, no fucking story. In I, it. No, there was. I quite like. I thought. I think there is a good story. I don't think they explored it enough. Is the problem because they wasted too much time? Okay, how could they not have explored it enough? It was two hours. Yeah, but they wasted so much time. Exactly, because they're trying the to make a film numbers. out of nothing. No, I, I see. I disagree with you there. I think I'm there is harsh. a good story in there. I'm being harsh. It was just not. It wasn't done very well because they didn't know what they wanted the film to be. I don't. It was think. just really unclear as well at the start. I thought I was a bit like, "What the fuck's going on here?" It was long-winded before we got to here's ryan reynolds and this is what's going to happen yeah I wasn't, really i think like, you could have you could have just started forward. it with ryan reynolds and then introduced will ferrell when the haunting started yeah um good jokes though there is a bit where will ferrell in the film speaks to someone who's dressed as buddy the elf at a christmas party oh yeah that was good very nice Great stuff costume. like that again the dog is just throwing my shoe about now so <laughs> <laughs> good girl she literally slept up until we picked up the microphones. Just every time. Sorry, every well. single time. Um, and there are... I mean, the songs are good. We had them stuck in our head for a while. I don't can, think... Can you remember one song now? Yeah. The View From Up Here. What's it? Do the tune. Not singing on the podcast, but I've, you asked me to hum, remember a song. Hum, I remembered a song. Hum the tune. I remembered a song. Octavia Spencer sings it and she when she's sat in her office. And then she also sings it. When her and Will Ferrell finally get together. Well, I remembered Unredeemable. There you go. We both remembered a song. Unredeemable was really good as well. It was an absolute bop. <laughs> we both got it downloaded on Spotify. Speaking of Spotify, please leave a review on our podcast. Please do. Would be massively appreciated. A nice one. Oh, yeah. Don't leave a bad one. <laughs> That's a key word, to be fair. Don't don't just leave any old review. Only good ones. Give us a little old waffle in the comments. Um, do you have anything else to say? Or do you want to get to Let's review. ratings? Let's review. I think first Christmas film of the season for us, something new, something a bit different. I liked everyone in it. I think it's wholesome with a good message, which is nice because we watched it. It was wholesome before. Good, Smile. Good, good word. I'd give it a six point five. I would agree, agree with you. Wow, that might be our first ever match. I think that's our first ever match. Yeah, yeah. I history. Think it was a six point five was. It's a, it's a, probably a bit high. But it was, like you said, it's light high, it's Christmassy, it's nice. I mean, you did slag it off sure. for about five minutes in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> I just, I, I would give it a seven if it was shorter. Yeah, I would have given it a seven if it was, a seven if it was better. <laughs> and an eight up. if it was a lot better. A big fat if, but. No, yeah, I know what you mean. It is, it's too long, but it's, it, it feels like it's just a start, just the first half an hour. And beyond that. Yes, yeah, so when they stop singing, I'm just not a musical gal, though. I don't mind musicals when the song kind of serves the story. Yeah, I don't not like love Tick, Tick, it when, Boom when it's about yeah, that. I love that. Perfect. I don't, I don't like want you to just sing when to me about just life. A, a random big number that doesn't add anything to the story. It's just there for like the spectacle of it. Which was this film? No, some of them were and some of them weren't. The first big one is the one that I thought was a lot, just too much spectacle. Mm. Just like, by the way, remember this is a musical. That's what that felt like to me. Well, yeah, I just... I think they made it a musical to make it different, but I just I don't think it needed that really. And no, I, I Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and everyone's going to watch. That's true. That it is true. I it agree didn't with need that. that element for me personally, but I am cynical in musicals. You are cynical in musicals, and would you recommend? Yeah, definitely. I was glad you said yeah because you did recommend it to your mum today. So otherwise, you would have been a liar. Oh, a you were. You were like liar. your claws were coming out there. You were fucking ready. <laughs> I was like Sherry on the back. I was ready, Re locked and loaded. I was. <laughs> Um, I would now like to talk about the box office of this week. Okay. I, I'm surprised by one of these things, and on. one thing is I was is is as expected as can be. Mike's blindsided me, by the way. He's not pre-warned me for this. So. Well, yeah, because we're going to get yeah, your genuine, authentic commentary. reactions. So, what we're all about authenticity on this podcast. We are. Fair Hashtag enough. authentic. Uh, <laughs> so, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has made over 550 million worldwide Ooh. now. Ooh. Good stuff. Box office doing well. Good mm -hmm. film. Performing well. Happy days. We love to see the cinema thriving. Already made more than Black Adam. That's it. Mm -hmm. How much Black is Adam that on? Three hundred. I think it's just crossed three fifty. 
That's it. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a that's a massive difference. Big difference. Yeah. DC, I think people are just people aren't ready to jump back on DC yet. The, oh yeah, I think people are upset with DC. Yeah. Anyway. Especially like the the general people. Oh yeah, I think whereas general people would go and watch a Marvel film, I think you have to be more committed to watch a DC film, especially yeah, just because the soul hit and miss. Whereas yeah. with a Marvel film, I think barring maybe Doctor Strange and Thor, you kind of guaranteed a good time. Yeah. Anyway, the the surprising thing is, so she said, open in America this week. It's not out in England until ne- this Friday, so we haven't seen it yet. Um, it only made two point two million. Oh my god! Yeah, I know it's a huge bomb. Why do you think that is? I'm very surprised. That's really fucking low. Really isn't it? surprised. That's that's like crazy. I'm gobsmacked. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's been well reviewed. I don't, I don't understand how, how any film could make so well. It's been very well reviewed. Um, the only thing I can think is, number one, I don't think films or the film industry particularly likes films that kind of show the industry in a bad light. And this is showing who what Harvey Weinstein did. So it's kind of showing the industry in its absolute worst. So I think yeah. maybe there's that. Um but beyond that, I I don't understand it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. 2.2. 2.2 million. It's absolutely nothing. Has a film ever made that? Well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, films are... Films With, are... like, this budget, though. Um, It happens. It doesn't happen that often. I can tell you what the actual... What it was made for, if you'd like. It's got a great cast as well. Um, I mean, we're going to go and see it, aren't this we? This is the one with the Promised New Woman. Yeah, Carrie in. Mulligan and uh, Zoe. Sorry, I'm really the names. Um, as well as uh, Captain Holt, isn't it? As well, <gasps> and Zoe Kazan, isn't it? Oh I, no, I said Zoe. I Kazan. am really excited to watch. It's got this. a seven point four uh, on IMDb and a seventy three meta score, so reviewed really well. Just made absolutely no money. The budget. So it's just like Hollywood kind of turn its nose up at it. I I can't decide because it was um, it was at mark. It's mid marketed a lot. It, well, over here it has. Anyway, I suppose I can't speak for America. Maybe that's why. Um, it was made for. Oh no, we don't. We don't have anything. It's been marketed a lot. We've seen trailers for it in the cinema. Well, yeah, Absolutely. but. But, well, I suppose why? I don't know. I mean, what do I know about marketing? Is it just that it's kind of an awards season film and people just don't want to go and see? Because it's not the first film that's bombed this year. Amsterdam also bombed, but Amsterdam yeah. had terrible reviews. This is a film that's really well reviewed. So it's, I'm confused by it. Yeah, I'm flabbergasted. The, the only thing I can think is... It must be what you said, like... It's opened up against Black Panther in its second weekend, which isn't ideal. No. But then it's so different, you'd think the audience that would be interested in, mm. she said, are maybe not the people... But at the end, I suppose I'm being counted. I'm going against what I'm saying there, because I'm saying it should have made more money. And I'm basically saying that if you want to watch that, you wouldn't want to watch Black Panther, whereas we're both. We want to watch both. Yeah, you're not right there. No. It's just, it really shocks me. And wow. it's a shame because it's such an important story that should be told and yeah. known by everyone. Um, no idea. The only it thing you can hold is that. the whole point of the, oh, the exactly, message yeah. in the film. Exactly. Fucking turn the nose up at something. Again, female-led films, for one reason or another, just don't do as well as male-led films if this had like say brad pitt in the leading role or something you know being buff and like beating information out of people would people watch it probably because it's about journalism and stop that's awful i feel really annoyed yeah it's not good is it not good should we move on to a lighter piece of news yeah i just feel really annoyed (laughs) i can tell getting uh i'm getting vexed yeah i I thought you'd have punched me um, oh, we still have... really cross, Mike. Why? Why? Why is the film world just you know doing who else things? He's gonna be cross. What? Indiana Jones. There's the segue. There's the segue. You know why Indy's gonna be cross? Why is Indy gonna be cross? He's been retired. He's chilling. He's a little old man now because Harrison Ford old is, is old. How old will he be now? He must be Indiana a Jones or actual Harrison Ford. Both. Harrison Ford is well old. Harrison Ford was in The Force Awakens, which was in like 2015. And um, he, he couldn't run in that. Like He does like that little old man shuffle. Stop it. He's fucking fossilised. He was born in 1942. <gasps> so he is... Old. He's 80. 80 years old. And he's in an action film. 
So anyway, Indiana Jones is retired and he's fought the Nazis in the past. You haven't seen these films. We will we will cover them for the commentaries. I went on the ride, though. You did go on the ride. It has very little to do with any of the films, but you were brave on the ride. <laughs> I had a nice time. You, did have, you didn't have a nice time, let's not lie. You had a I very had a scared time. time, yeah. And then you couldn't eat at Planet Hollywood afterwards. My stomach was in bits. <laughs> I was just eating fajitas whilst you just looked sad. Um, anyway, Indiana Jones, nice he's cross. He's Home. beating up the Nazis. The Nazis have gone. It's na- the late 1960s. But okay. the Nazis helped America in the space race because America brought all the best German scientists over and just let them work in America. Was and you? Indy's going to put that right. Oh. Yep. As he do. Mm-hmm. That's all I know so far because my copy of this month's Empire hasn't arrived yet with the full interview in. How exciting. I know some stuff. Do you have any desire to watch any of the Indiana Jones films? Would you watch them if not for us running a podcast? Oh, what a big if. What a big if. Would you ever you know, put actually, one on? Yes, I would, because I wouldn't... Well, um, no, I would like... I, I mean, I would do a commentary to one. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd, I'd like to just watch it. Okay. So you want to watch it and then do the commentaries? We're going to have to do commentaries when trailers start coming out and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, no, if we're doing a commentary, might as well go in blind. Yeah, that is true. I'm not totally against it, though. It kind of gives me, like, the mummy vibes, and I don't know why. The mummy's good as well. Have you seen the mummy? I love Brendan the mummy. Oh, you'll like it, then. Fucking love the mummy. The mummy's kind of based on Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's like, what? That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll fucking like get Indy on it. Love it. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. With Minus the fact that the fourth getting one, fucking the fourth out, one's though. atrocious. Is it? It's so bad. I'm actually really excited to cover that, because huh. that is awful. And he's now like maybe 15 years older than he was in the last one. I, think that's I, like just, in 2008. Um, I don't want to be like ageist, but... Um, well, my thing isn't he needs to be younger. My thing is just leave it alone. Yeah. Just yeah, leave no, it alone. It's not like yeah. I'm not saying how dare he be acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know. Because I don't think like you could. I think it may be too iconic a role to recast now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think like, let it rest, man. Yeah, just, yeah. It's directed by James Mangold, this one, who did maybe Logan. Maybe because 4 was shit. I think that's it. it. I think they yeah. don't want to end it on a bad note. Yeah. Because I think if they'd maybe, if Four had done really well, I think it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, we'll let this lie now. Yeah. But um, if I feel shit though, poor fucking Harrison's going to be quaking. It would boobies. be bad. I don't think it will, because like I said, it's directed by James Mangold, who did the Logan. Oh, which yeah. Which is really good. And he did Ford versus Ferrari. And um, obviously Spielberg's a producer on it. George Lucas is involved. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it. Mads Mikkelsen's in it. It's a great cast, yeah, and yeah, I expect I'm expecting good stuff. I'm ex- mm. I think we should get a trailer soon. I reckon maybe wouldn't surprise me if we get a trailer with Avatar. We're gonna have to watch Avatar again, aren't we? Yeah, we have to do a commentary for it. Oh. Drink every time you see a blue person say something boring. <laughs> Can we do a three-hour commentary? Yeah, we'll do it in three one-hour sittings <laughs> or oh, six half-hour sittings. That'd be good. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, right, we have two more bits of news. Let's do our, Let's cover our final bit of news before we cover... The menu. The menu, yeah. Our final bit of news duh, 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 is Babylon, the Damien Chazelle film starring Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, and Tobey Maguire. <laughs> it pops up in the advert. Yeah, I saw him pop up um, in the trailer. It is described as a an epic film about the golden days of Hollywood. Before we get into like the reviews that have come out, the early reviews, what do you think from the trailer and stuff? Because we watched it again today before the menu. So the trailer, right? Um, when I saw Tobey Maguire, this is totally not even really related to the film. I just feel, don't you feel like Tobey Maguire doesn't even act in stuff anymore? He kind of plays himself in yeah, films. Yeah, he looks dead in it. He looks like a corpse in it. Yeah, He's like got it's the weird. Bag he, had, and stuff. he had such a uh, like a career in Hollywood, and then he be, rather than being an actor. He's now just Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah a I, bit. I completely get what you mean. Actually, I fully, I fully get, you get what you mean. The vibe I'm saying that yeah, no, everything he's been in since he's Tobey Maguire, he's not like acting a character out. He's just kind of being, being himself, yeah. but in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why he's okay with that. Well, I mean, beyond he, he that, beyond that, what else do you think? Um, I don't, I don't know to be honest. I can't, I can't really decide. I don't, I don't feel like it's given me much. It's an odd trip. It's a. It looks good visually, and it's I'll got go great watch it, but I, I, actors and actresses in. 
But I'm not um, watching the trailer and thinking, fucking, I can't I, wait to watch I, that. Yeah, I don't look at it and think I'm desperate to see this. It's also three hours and eight minutes long. Sure, why? Not, um, because of because cinema. This stresses me out though because it, I'm gonna need a piss in that time. Yeah, hundred percent. How can I determine when's a good time? Definitely to go for don't piss? go when Michael um, Robbie fights a snake. Exactly, that's all that's I'm thinking. That's scene, yeah. Right. Glaring in my head like fucking snake stiff snake I mean, his tongue. The cast is unbelievable. So just to name it, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Gene Smart, Olivia Wilde, Samara Weaving, Max Mingheller, Eric Roberts, Tobey Maguire, Catherine Waterston. Like, it's well good. Flea from um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, isn't he? Flea? Anyway, I don't know. Um, the, so the reviews... It was uh, one of those things where people get to do like an early screening and just get to tweet kind of rough reviews. Like you, you oh, just get right, to okay. do a tweet, basically. You don't write too much. So um, Steve Weintrib from Collider said that, uh, oh my God, the article won't load properly. Basically. Hang in there, audience. Yeah. So here we go. Scott Menzel. We'll start with the bad ones because they're the ones that are loading. Scott Menzel called it a mess of a film. And Eric Weber called it a flaming hot mess. Some people have said that they like the cocaine-infused manic visuals that the film features. Um, and then other critics, including Clayton Davis, Courtney Howard, and Jess Nelson, have liked, have enjoyed the messiness of the film, describing it as a daring epic, the internet's new favourite movie, and a dizzying... Oh, fuck, there's a word I don't know how to say. A dizzying mess of demented depravity. Yep. Yes. It was a long word. Doc, do you want to do you want to have a go at the word? Go on, show it me. It's C A C O. Whoa, whoa. Phony, cacophony, cacophony, cacophony. I bet it's cacophony. Boom. A dizzying cacophony. I, of my depravity. brain is. Who like speaks like that? Just write it. Just because you're a critic, just write it in. A, just write it in English. Yeah, I liked it. It was messy and weird, fun. You fucking messed with my head. I don't. I Here we go. I finally words. got. The first one I was saying, he said, Stephen Weintraub said, it's a four-course meal that's been cooked with a lot of cocaine. Damien Chazelle has crafted a love letter to cinema that looks back on the silent, talky era of Hollywood and pulls back the curtain on some of the crazy debauchery of the era. So, it, I, I love a good debate, though. I'm glad it's sparked. Yeah, and I'm intrigued. I feel more like, excited to watch it. Yeah, if everyone likes it, everyone dislikes it. You know, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Mm. Three hours is so off-putting. Especially with it just like half of it's, it's just about cinema. It's just, it's just about Hollywood. Don't care that much about old Hollywood. Don't at all. Well. I mean, and to be fair, if this does bomb as well, Margot Robbie's had a terrible year. Because Amsterdam yeah. bombed for her as well. Amsterdam. Yeah. That bombed, didn't it? Yeah. She needs to go back and do um, more Harley Quinn stuff. Well, did, I got like a weird vibe from her in the trailer. Where I was, I feel like it's all the characters she's ever played before have just been mashed into one. I kind of get that. Like, it's a mix of Harley Quinn, a mix of um, Tonya Hardin. There's, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I can't think of what her name is. I Duchess, the Duchess. But yeah, I don't know. I just. I get what you mean. I do. You know and I, mean? I feel like the same with Brad Pitt, to be honest. Yeah. Brad Pitt just looks like he's playing the stuntman from uh, the Tarantino film. Yep, yep. Mixed with like one of his dafter characters, yeah, but I, I don't think either that's necessarily a bad thing. No, no, I'm not saying it's a negative. I just uh, it's one of those films I'm gonna watch, but I'm gonna have low expectations going in. I think, but I mean, Damien Chazelle, we probably shouldn't doubt him because he's done Whiplash, he's done La La Land, and he's done Ooh. First Man, so he's not made a bad film yet. This Ooh. is by far his biggest, given that it's fucking in, in size alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, my, I'm. I'm not excited for it to be honest. I'm like a five out of ten excited. If it wasn't him directing it, I don't think I would watch it. I'll be honest. I don't think I would watch it to be honest. No, it just it doesn't. Uh, the 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 trailer hasn't given me enough of a plot to go into and think. Oh, I want to see this. Yeah, it just it looks does, like. I mean, everyone's saying it's a chaos. Actors have it mad does, parties for three like hours. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Probably still happens now. Yeah. They probably just don't fight they snakes anymore. They need to, yeah. They fight virtual snakes in the metaverse or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's talk about the menu. The menu. Do you want to give us a rundown of what happened? I don't, to be spoiler honest. Spoiler free? No, no okay. I think we should so, just go in and talk about it. We've got to do a spoiler synopsis. Well, go on then, if you love it so much. 
You love it so much. Why don't you marry it? Marry How do you them. marry that spoiler synopsis? <laughs> um, there are a young couple called Tyler and... Margot. Margot. Um, and they're going to Hawthorne. One of the most elusive, re- not elusive. Um, exclusive. Exclusive. That's the word. There's Don't the brain. That cheeky X. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most exclusive restaurants in the world. You get picked up on a dock, taken to an island. This restaurant's on its own island, with its own ecosystem. Everything that you eat is grown there, reared there, found there, whatever. Yep. It's uh, $1,250 a plate because I said twelve fifty to Katie and she thought it meant £12.50. Well, you said twelve fifty. Which okay you said all other a whole other point twelve fifty. um say what you mean man say so what you just basically they end up there with three guys who are from like a really successful three guys uh, chilling at the table <laughs> <laughs> um they're all the vine, i'm sorry yeah they're all rich and cocky there is a kind of uh a, a, a faded actor who used to be really yeah. famous and now isn't and his Mistress. assistant, I think it was. Yeah. Um, an old couple and a critic and her husband who disagrees with everything she says. And um, very quickly things start to get a bit weird. Yep. That's the spoiler-free rundown. And my spoiler-free reaction... You did a very good job there. Well done. Thank you. I loved this film. I, I yeah, absolutely it was, loved it. It was really weird. Really uh, good. It's so original. Yeah so original so well researched to make all the food stuff explained and sensible because it's a world that's completely foreign to me but i, th- I, I think got it, it's completely foreign yeah. to most people in there yeah oh yeah with that well there's that level of wealth i suppose as well well yeah, yeah. um anya taylor joy uh nicholas holt and is it rafe or rafe is it rafe or ralph fines voldemort i'm just gonna call him voldemort i thought it voldemort was ralph are all mint yeah, so good. Voldemort is the standout, I think. Let's call him Ralph, babe. Let's use I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him. Okay, I'll call him Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle is the standout. <laughs> he is exceptional. He's so weirdly scary and also mm. kind of sad and relatable towards the end. Like, I, I don't oh. think he's a. I don't think he's a typical. He's not a typical villain. I won't even think I'd call him the bad guy. Antihero. He's he's by no means the most likable character in the film. Oh God, no! The, the least, did I say least or most? Least. Yeah, like he's not. I mean, the only likable character really is Annie Taylor Joy. I liked. Um, no, I, I kind of liked the chef. I kind of like chef. No, stop, Mike. Right. Anyway, um, you're wrong. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is again kind of a masterclass, I think, in creating dread throughout, and a weird, just a sense of unease. Yeah. I suppose is the best yeah. way of putting it. Great way because of it. even when they get there and they're just doing a tour of the island, and at this point you kind of have no idea that anything's going to go wrong. There's no, it doesn't. It's not like the horror film that starts with a scary scene or anything. No, you not just at all. meet these two. They're on a boat. Everyone's on the boat, and then they're doing another tour. And there's just something weird about it, but you don't know what. Yeah. Then again, I suppose it's kind of because it's like a world that you just could not imagine. Where and I pay... think that's what's good about Annie Taylor Joy's character, um, what she called Margot, because she feels out of place straight away yeah, she's not so, into it yeah doesn't want to be into it and that immediately gets chefs back up because he can see he can physically see her he's, not being yeah into she's it. the only one who's not buying into the show that he's putting on yeah and we kind of see it through her eyes as well which makes her so relatable because she is an outsider in this world as well yeah. so we kind of we kind of watch it as her character i suppose that's where i think the sense of dread comes from because you can see him kind of and she knows yeah, pretty early on she knows something's not he's right. He's pissed off with her. Yeah. It's weird. She thinks her boyfriend, well, she thinks her fellow's a massive loser for how he reacts to everything. He is a massive fucking loser. He is loser. a massive loser. And let's jump in spoilers because I'm excited to talk about how much of a loser he is. Ugh. So, right, where to spoil first? He's just a fucking terrible bloke. He speaks to her like shit. Yeah. He's, and she yeah. claps back at him. Yeah. And you don't like it. S- when they first arrive he's a loser. There, he licks chef's ass. Oh, he licks chef's ass. And you should know full well from licking his ass so much, you should Brain know full time. well that chef would not appreciate that. Yeah, he but should. But he cannot help uh, yeah. himself. He's just absolutely in awe of He him. actually cries at one point when chef gives a speech about how um, food is beautiful and stuff. Yeah. Proper wankery thing to say. Proper wankery. And every time chef does a new course, he does a clap. Oh, and all the, his teams down to attention like the military, yeah. Yeah, the clap is sinister. I think that maybe it's the t- his brigade that make it sinister. Yeah. 
I, no, I agree. I think, and the because it's just uh, the great. level of detail and precision, yeah. precision and the way that the staff live their lives, how chef lives his life. It's like an army. It is they, like they an army. They all in a little um, barracks. Yeah. Tiny, like with a foot between the beds. Yeah. They all snap to attention. Yeah. So anyway. They were like 18 hour days. The but they all like love it, don't they? They're all kind of. Oh, yeah. They're all like, he's, it's a kind of a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. Um, and he's the leader. And so the big twist, the big, the bigger twist, because there's quite a lot of things in it that I didn't see coming. Yeah. But the big thing is, Chef, he's planning to kill everyone there. Mm-hmm. He's researched them all. He knows that they all deserve to die. Him and all his chefs are going to die with them. And it's going to be his um, greatest his greatest success, his masterpiece. Because, yeah. because he's lost his love of the craft. He yeah. thinks every, basically people ruin, people have ruined it for him. And he blames kind of this people in that room for building it, for ruining it for him. Yeah. Um. But to get back to Nicholas Holt's character, because then we'll go into a bit more detail on that. He, when they arrive, him and Anya Taylor-Joy, um, a different girl's name is down as going with him. Yeah. Miss Westerville or something, which isn't Margot's name. So mm-hmm. you'd kind of assume they're a new couple and he was going to go with an ex and it's just really awkward. Yeah. And you keep assuming that. And Chef keeps kind of in private chats with Margot saying, he you're not a Margot. Yeah. I know who you are. You, you're not one of them. And we eventually find out she's an escort. Yeah. And so he's paid to be there. And then later on, we find out that even though no one else knew that they were going there to die, Nicholas Holt's character knew and accepted it just because he wanted to try the food. And he brought Margot along, whose real name is Erin. Yeah. He brought her along to die just so he could eat this food. Yeah. Which is, it sounds stupid, but in the film, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And I do think a lot of that comes from how good Nicholas Holt is in the role. Oh, yeah, he nails it. So good. So believable. Because he's quite cool in other stuff. Yeah. But in this, he was genuinely the biggest wet lettuce I've ever seen. Like, he was a dripping wet... Like, a a lettuce out in a thunderstorm. (laughs) Genuinely. Yeah, he he really, really was. He was a painful character. Yeah. It's like everything that you would not want to be. Yeah. No, that's a bit harsh, because he was just really passionate about it, and he was like... Too geeky and was, excited about it, but he was a knob about it. He was nasty. It, to... it was fake, wasn't it? As yeah, well. well, yeah. He didn't know what he was on because about. Because there he? is a bit where Chef calls him out and he's like, "Oh, you you know about all this, so come on, here's your chef coat." And they say, "Oh, you cook as a dish. You should prove to us what you know." Yeah, and, he and he'd like put his hand up and be like, "Am I getting this flavor?" And Chef would be like, "Yes, obviously." Clearly annoyed, yeah. Yeah. So he cooks leeks, shallots, roughly chopped, just horribly chopped. Uh, yep. It just fries them in a fucking glob of butter. Throws yep. two bits of lamb in, cooks it for about 45 seconds. And then he's like, yep, that's ready. And it's fucking awful. So the chef basically says to him, you are everything wrong with this industry. People like you, because you pretend you know it all. Yep. And you question our methods. And at the end of the day, you can't do it. Basically, yep. yeah, you, you want our talent, but you'll never have it. But you still have ruined it. And Nicholas Holtz. Well, he doesn't even want the talent, does he? He's just, he no, just in yeah. awe of it. But not in a... A positive way, I suppose. I don't think he's means to be offensive, does he? But he's willing to literally let himself and someone else die to eat some to food. Eat some food, yeah. Ridiculous. It's baffling. And he's just like up his own ass. Like the, I think the bread course is where it took a turn. Oh, that's so yeah. He basically chef does quite a lot of funny things. I really liked chef. I don't know you did, babe. So he gives them their bread course. But he basically says, bread's a peasant food and you're the elite. So you get the bread course without the bread. So it's just a bunch of dips. Yeah. <laughs> and they get like a letter explaining why they don't get bread. Love it. Love it. Love well, it. This is where everyone else starts to be like, what the fuck now? Because they've yes. just paid the grand for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then someone asks for more bread as well. Those those lads are like, can we can we have some bread, please? Yeah, like, we get like, it. It's really no. funny. But can we actually have some bread? We're hungry. Yeah. And they're just, yeah. yeah, flat out. No. But again... Tyler, that the character, the character we're talking about, is just. Amazing. Oh, he describes it as badassery, and I remembered that because oh, he said just... it's the mo- he said, "Have you ever seen a bigger act of badassery or something?" And my first thought was like, "Yeah, yeah, the, the, more badass than not serving bread." Yeah, hundreds of things. Yeah, awful. <laughs> hundreds and millions of things. Well, this to... is when I think this is when the film takes a turn for yeah. being kind of. You can feel something brewing. The sinisterness begins to really yeah. amp up. Yeah, yeah. This is when it all because it's that these characters obviously have aren't good people. No. That's why they're there. But this is where the nasty streak starts to 
be a lot more apparent in yeah. them. Yeah. Because even agree. like they're just asking for the bread and they're having a laugh about it, you can just tell they're just throwing money about and they're yeah, not. Yeah, they're pricks, aren't they? Yeah, they're not sincere people. And and then it really, um, he's the chef's intentions really become clear when he makes tacos and onto the tacos he's laser printed basically everyone's dirty laundry. So um, the three businessmen, basically, he prints their fraudulent tax returns onto their tacos. Yeah, so everyone really gets the back up at this yeah. point. They've all got their own dirt, all their own terrible shit that they've all done, mm. obviously. And yeah, shit gets And then the gets next scary. course is called The Mess, and he gets his sous chef down and he says, this is, we'll call him Phil. I can't remember his name. Phil has always wanted to work for me he's always wanted to be me and he's very good but he'll never be great uh and then he's like and do you like this life you've worked your whole life for and phil's crying and he says no and he's like and if you could have my life would you have it and he says no so then phil shoots himself awful and that's when the kind of the they all kind of know margot knows margot knows 100 percent, and she actually says to chef later like is there any way i live basically yeah Everyone else is like, oh, maybe it's just a show. Like they're just trying to convince themselves because they're so deluded and I suppose so scared. And and they know they're just so entitled to us. Yeah, this would yeah. not happen to us. This must be a show for my benefit, like yeah. the critic actually says. Yeah. Um, and then it just gets bonkers from there. So much stuff happens that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, but, we couldn't, we can't describe every. No, we can't go through it all in detail. But I think Chef is one of my favorite characters in a long, long time because there's a scene where Margot breaks into his office. And she sees pictures from out throughout his career and in mm -hmm. every one where he was like a head chef, he's not smiling. And then the last picture is him really young, working in like basically McDonald's or something, flipping burgers, yeah. wearing a kiss the cook um, apron. Mm -hmm. And he's just fucking grinning. He's just loving it. Yeah. And it's just like... So you, you see his whole life, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you photos. do. It's such a clever little scene because it's literally not a word is said. Yeah. It lasts for about a minute, but you just, you understand him completely. Yeah. The industry has worn him down. It used to be everything to him and now it's, it's not anymore. He's just doing it for his reputation. Now he's not doing he's it not for even, love. Like he, he says some, a line at one point on the other way, I want to, I miss cooking for someone. Yeah. Kind of because he wants to. Yeah. He's just cooking to maintain his reputation at this point. He's not. Yeah. He's, because, he gets no joy out of it. The people yeah. eating it don't really get any joy out of it. And he's under constant pressure because uh, the business and the island is owned by some really, they're basically the, the three businessmen, their boss owns the island and the restaurant. So he's yeah. un, so he doesn't even own his own restaurant. So he's under constant pressure. All his menus are critiqued. He's always got to be the best. And he's just falling down. He's just falling out of love with his art, basically. And it's quite sad. And then at the end, Margot asks him for a cheeseburger. And he, he loves making it. It kind of takes him back to his, to his happy days. And he gets a moment of happiness before his dessert course. Which again is is bonkers. Iconic. Do you want to do you want to talk for dessert? So he makes small well like little marshmallow, <laughs> little marshmallow jumpers, and then a big roll of hat. hats, and his little sous chef set up all the put like sand and stuff on the floor. Yeah, and, and like cream and to make it all look plated and pretty. Yeah, and basically says smalls are the worst things to ever happen to the fucking world, and now we're all gonna burn and die, and yeah. all the chocolate like melts on them, all the marshmallows melt and they all just fucking burn and die mm -hmm. yeah he says s'mores are awful because it's like it's uh marshmallows are just sugar chocolate is normally people have been exploited to make it there's a horrible stiff cracker in the middle of them and now it's become like a symbol of innocence and mm. you know it's it's a, a happy memory from childhood and just and then Anya taylor joy escapes and eats her leftover cheeseburger whilst watching the building burn down oh I just I don't think I've done it justice in my explanation because it's I feel such like we've been so niche... excited to talk about it. We're just like, ooh, this Yeah, thing, we've this just thing kind goes. of word vomited on you. But it's it's such a not even when a the niche. film does that though, yeah, when you, it's it just... well marketed because you go in kind of knowing the vibe of it, but you don't know what's fully gonna happen. And it's it's yeah, definitely it not well a horror. Mm. I'd say it's kinda of like a black comedy. Because it the main thing yeah. is it's poking fun at people like that, I would say. It's poking fun at kind yeah. of the elitism of of um yeah it's talking about yeah. Yeah. yeah people yeah, who right. will pay one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars to eat barely anything like yeah and a dish will come without bread and they're like oh this is genius and it's like what yeah That's, you're not being fed like and you tell the joy literally says that at one point we've paid yeah. to be fed and we're not being fed how is this how is this good yeah um uh, i and i as well from that point he she says how much will my cheeseburger be and he said 9.95 
So and she again, just leaves a crusty $10, yeah, $10 dollar bill. As his reputation grew, so did his prices. And he got to a point where he was serving people he hate, mm. people who can never be satisfied. And his job is to satisfy them. So it was just a circle of misery of his people that came there weren't happy because they're paying yeah. that much that nothing would ever be enough. And he's not happy because he can never do enough for them. So yeah. it was just a circle where people were coming and eating and leaving miserable. And every day he's miserable, mm-hmm. which I suppose is... It, is it was a really elitism. interesting yeah, nod into that kind of world. It really is. And I love Chef. I, I, yeah, I can't, it, one of my favourite performances of the year. Ralph Fiennes is just amazing, though. Yeah, Tom Riddle. Everything he does draw. is amazing. Absolute top draw. Looks good with hair as well. Mm. Solid head of hair. Can't, yeah, can't. Better than Voldemort. Well, not hard. Better than Voldemort. And he has a nose. He's pretty big nose, doesn't he? It must have been hard to bring that up with Voldemort. A lot of prosthetics. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, this was great. It was quirky and eerie, suspenseful. Yeah. The script's so airtight. Every all the characters are yeah. so well defined. Like there's one guy there, the actor that we talked about. Sorry. Mm, go on, go on. Um, he he was making a cooking. He wants to pitch a cooking show, even though he doesn't really know much about cooking. He kind of yeah. pretends to be a foodie because he's crazed and down the pan. So he wants to be a presenter. And food yeah. shows are always popular, so he's going to become... He's pitching food shows to different streaming sites, and at one point he literally says up and says, like, why me? And you kind of expect him to say, oh, because oh, yeah, of the food good. show and because of what you're doing to the industry. And, and uh, Voldemort just says, uh, I watched one of your films on a Sunday, which is my only day off, called Paging Dr. Sunshine, mm. and um, I didn't like it. it you reminded, <laughs> you, I saw it seeing your face reminded me of, like, someone who's lost all their, all the passion for their, for their art. And so I've hated seeing your face ever since. So that's why you're dying, basically, just because you made a bad film, which was like that proper tickled me. Yeah, it was funny. Well, yeah. What were you about to say before I interrupted? I apologise. Well, I think I kind of interrupted you. I don't know, I can't remember what I was No change there if you interrupted me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts? Loved it. Shout out for Nicholas Holt's cool suit. She had a nice dress on as well. Yeah. And uh, oh, I in know. your style, she wore boots. Yeah, I loved her outfit with mm-hmm. that jacket. I thought you would. What we've not talked about, which is criminal, and, we don't, and I need you to look on IMDb to learn the actress's name, is fucking main like, waitress woman was sick, Elsa. Elsa. You want to know Elsa's name? She was sick. Okay. She was so fucking scary. And I loved it when the, like, when the men asked for bread, she was just like, no. She whispered in her his ear something like, today you will eat... Less than you desire and more than you deserve. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is she really scary. She was so scary. sinister and so good. And she was so fucking good at her job. Uh, her name is Hong Chow. And Hong, she you smashed it, babe. has been in... Oh, she's in Bojack Horseman. Uh, she's been in... Big... Apparently she's in Big Little Liars as well. I don't remember in that, She though. was a standout performance for me. Yeah. No, I thought so she was really good. good. I mean, performance she built across she... the board. I think she was a key part in building the kind of sinister vibe right from the start because she was so clinical yeah. in everything that she did when she was touring them around, but so yeah, blunt as well. That, yeah. Yeah, really not, cold, yeah. but also, obviously, her job is to not be like that, to be like, she was welcoming yeah, and accommodating she's house, essentially, yeah. everything that she said. Yeah, but was still, like, well, cold and yeah, really cold. blunt. And exactly it was a really good, just a really well-developed character. I, I agree that. with that, actually, because when you're first introduced to Cher, if anything, he's quite nice. Yeah. And he's quite passionate. Yeah, so they, that is a good point. Yeah, she was sick. So, yeah. Mm. Deserves a bit of credit there. Yeah, no. Elsa, babe. Hold on. Well done, Elsa. Um, rating. What are you going to go? You want to go first? I would give this a nine, I think. I'm a nine. 9.5. I loved this. I'm actually excited to watch it again. Yeah, it was really good. It's up there with maybe my... F- it, I, I think it will make think... it into my top ten of the year list. Oh, Goodness. Yeah, I think it'd probably be my top ten new releases. Maybe top five. Oh goodness. Oof. We'll have to do that, won't we? Like at New Year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another comment I'd like to make. Go on. Even though we're fucking wrapping up. We Guess what? We're not wrapping up. Yeah, yeah. Bitch. We 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 press start we make the and rules. record. We can Please we can make this go for six hours. <laughs> it was it was pretty much just filmed in that one room. Yeah. Which yeah, was, it was I thought yeah. was a massive credit as well. It was obviously like scenes where it wasn't and no i think that i think if you can make something interesting in but i think probably 70 yeah. percent of the film was in that one room which i yeah. always think is really impressive it comes on the strength of the characters and the dialogue and stuff that you were just interested yeah. in what everyone had to say because again it wasn't like aversely scary 
Yeah, no, it wasn't. You, but you just you were there for the characters. It's not horror, it's like thriller, the, maybe. Everyone in the restaurant was interesting. Like yeah. there was no, there wasn't like just a couple of kind of stocking filler characters yeah, who were just in there to pump up there. the room. Yeah, everyone was there for a reason and was pretty well developed. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, really I would one hundred percent recommend it. Yeah, definitely go and watch it. Even, if, even if you look at it and think that looks fucking shit, just watch it because it's so quirky and obscure. You never watch anything like it again. There's never been anything like it before. Well, maybe there has been. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, fucking watch it. It's good. Speaking of recommendations, mm. I'd only recommend our other our podcast, uh, where we do commentaries for films. We turn them into drinking games and we show you how to play them. We do. I would also recommend getting in touch with us on Twitter at Sweet Films Alc and uh, liking, reviewing, and subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, it all helps, and uh, we love you all for it, especially you, Belgium. We do. We do. And Please um, leave us some comments. Leave us a review. I would love that. We would love a review. It's, uh, only if it's good. Again, though, key point. Don't leave us a bad one. But yeah, please Why don't shout out. Why would you go out leave us a bad one? Don't do that. Shout out. Don't do that, dreams. audience. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, and we will see you next week. We will. Night.